In this episode of Who You Got, we'll recap the big football weekend. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs and all the games that happened this weekend. Then the college football playoff and the championship game between Bama and Ohio State. We also touch on if Alabama's offense is the greatest college football offense we've ever seen. Then we'll hit college basketball, rankings update, and a new segment called Buying and Selling. Then Aiden will hit the NBA and the COVID issues going around the league. Of course, at the end, hot and cold and mortals. Here we go. Episode eight, who you got? Jam-packed recap in this episode from a weekend of football. NFL playoffs, college football championship game last night. So let's just get the ball rolling. Let's let, let, let's go kick it to Biggs real quick. All right. So um for NFL wild card weekend, we had a lot of we had a lot of action, six games. Um First game I want to talk about is the Seahawks-Rams game. Um, Seahawks actually lost. That was my mortal lock. Sent me down to two and four. So we'll just address that really quickly. I was really disappointed with the way I saw Russell Wilson play. Um, I just saw I saw him get worse as the season went on. Like, and I just didn't think I didn't think he'd be bad enough to lose to the Rams. I'm gonna be completely honest. The Rams offense with two quarterbacks. They don't, they don't really even know who to play right now. Um, Chani loves Jared Goff. Thinks he's a tough 16 quarterback. We do know this, but um, I don't know. I was a little bit disappointed. The Seahawks offense didn't get anything going. And I think the biggest takeaway from that game is like how important having a number one cornerback is like Jalen Ramsey locked DK Metcalf up. And that made like such a huge difference. So did he have two touchdowns? No, not Jared Ramsey, though. Okay, okay. I just think that was crazy. What was what was Jared Goff's actual injury? Because he was playing like he was falling. He broke his. He had a broken okay. thumb mm-hmm. okay. in that Seahawks defense. I mean, I mean, look, Jalen Ramsey is good, but James Bradbury allowed twenty seven point six yards per game this season. So, all right, the Rams defense is elite. We can just like that. I mean, that Seahawks offense is is very good. I mean, that's it's. It's they weren't this weekend. They weren't this weekend. That's because the Rams defense is very good. So, as much as as much as I think Jared Goff is a, a league average quarterback, the middle of the road quarterback in the NFL, the defense definitely pulled their weight, and the offense did enough to win that game. So, yeah, he's a little bit below average, Jenny. Sorry, bro. I, I think he's. I mean, what? How many teams are in the NFL? Like thirty-two. What? 32. I think he's six, 16. I think he's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. That would be a little high. I mean, just Wait. just think about it, though. Just like, just like, that's not far off. You know what really scratched the head, bro, was when you said Ryan Tannehill wasn't better than Jared Koff. I mean, he did lose. I'm just throwing it out there. It doesn't really matter much on the grand scheme of like how good you are as a quarterback. We lost to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, 
all three of you guys slept on the Ravens. Every single one of you. You forgot how good they were. You forgot how good Lamar was. I, what did I tell you? We'll get. Was, we'll get next. So let's, let's go into the let's go into the Titans Ravens game. The biggest takeaway there was Lamar Jackson is completely capable of winning a playoff game and putting the team on his shoulders. He had a great game. He had 123 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 40 yards the whole game. Not a single. That's, yeah. My biggest takeaway was that's the biggest. I think, in my opinion, that's the biggest takeaway. Got the Ravens need to do something with that O line. You know what does that what does that say about the Ravens defense, though? I mean, I mean, they they definitely they they clogged the line of scrimmage. That's that's that was the key to the game. They stopped Derrick Henry from getting out wide and and like beating guys one on one because we know Derrick Henry's very good in the open field and can run through guys. So they clogged that O line very well. And that was that made the difference in the in the running game. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. He had 18 carries for only 40. That's it. He only averaged like two yards a carry. That's I think that's the big story from the game how they couldn't get Derrick Henry going in that one. So their team, their team kind of relies on the running game. Yeah, I mean, but they, they have quality have a, receivers, dude. They do have quality receivers, but I, I think... They should have put more. Yeah. I mean, they... That I think they rely on the running game to open up the passing game. So if the running game's not clicking one day, then, I mean, the passing game's going to have a tough time because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tannehill's a good... Co- they're not throwing, like, little slants and quick passes. They're exactly. Deep, they're going deep to Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, so they need the play action to work mm. in order for that to open up but um the Ravens are legit I look forward honestly out of any team I'd like to see in the Super Bowl I, I kind of wanted to be the Ravens like how sick would a Ravens Packers Super Bowl be be pretty Aiden's, cool Aiden's happy right now he's the Packers that wouldn't happen though why Chiefs would smack them up dude now nah, the Browns are beating the Chiefs this week Stop. <laughs> Browns, Browns could beat the Chiefs. Anything's possible. Bills, Ravens is going to be probably, like, I'm so excited for that game. Really, like, out of the AFC, like, I'd rather have any four of those AFC teams beat any four of the NFC teams. I don't know. I just don't like the NFC this year. All right. That- let's, move on, let's move on really quickly to – um. To the Bears Saints game, we'll switch gears a little bit. This was this was kind of a boring game. Eddie got his mortal lock in. He's one and zero. Saints covered. It was a ten point spread, barely, but they did. Um, that was the, that was the biggest bad beat of the year for uh, for Bears betters for sure. No extra point on the plus eleven <laughs> adjusted line. I don't know how that's allowed. Maybe it was like the Nickelodeon special, so there's no. Because they already points. won the game, or they yeah, slime cannons. The game. Yeah, it must have been the slime cannons. They wanted to kick with mm-hmm. that SpongeBob backdrop. So, if anyone had the Bears plus eleven, I feel for you. But that, yeah, that's that's a crazy battery. Anthony Miller, Anthony Miller, Bears wide receiver, got thrown out of the games, and Nickelodeon said that if you don't have anything nice to say, then you can't say anything. With MVP performance too. Yeah. You know who has an MVP? Wait, what is it? An MVP MVP and who doesn't? Mitch Trubisky and not Patrick Mahomes. He didn't, I think he played pretty well that game, to be honest. He was, he was throwing darts. I mean, he was okay. Like He was okay. I'd say. There's not much to say about this game, to be honest. Everyone kind of expected. 
I think then, all right, Nickelodeon was the so. biggest takeaway from this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into the um, let's go into the Washington football team box game really quickly. What do we think about that? Chase Young, he was talking that talk. Um, he played all right. I don't know. <laughs> the box you know, played a good game. Tom Brady played a good game. They they came down with a W. Um, I'd say the biggest surprise for me was watching Leonard Fournette ball out without Ronald Jones. He was like, he had some really nice runs um, and he really opened up the ground game. So that was, that was kind of cool to see because he hasn't really been good since a couple years back on the Jaguars. So that's a good backfield. That's an an underrated backfield before, before we talk about Taylor Heineke, Uh, that's an underrated backfield in the NFL. I mean, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are very good. And they also have as a, I mean, he's older, but he's still experienced in the running game. I think it's LaShawn McCoy. Am I correct? Is he on that team as well? That's an underrated backfield for Brady. So they definitely take the pressure off Brady throwing the ball a little bit, but the play calling, the play calling is very suspicious down there though. So yeah, Graham, actually I'd say that that was a bigger surprise than Haneke just because like, like I saw Haneke ball out week 17 already. Like I, like I knew he had the potential to either like play terribly or play well, but like I, I genuinely believed that he could play a great game. And like I did not see Leonard Fournette playing well at all because he hasn't done anything in years. Yeah, well, I had two takeaways from the game. First of all, you don't come at the GOAT like that, Chase Young. I don't know who you think you are coming at Brady like that, talking that talk because you saw it happen. Second of all, oh, I think Taylor, he's off the bandwagon. No, I, w- I was on the bandwagon. I thought you loved him. But I had to hop off the bandwagon to get on the get back on the Brady train. So, but uh, Aiden, you can't forget, bro. They're Grammy Boston fans. I know. Team, team, crazy. <laughs> um, but I think that Washington should try to bring back Taylor Heineke. He, he proved himself as a dual threat quarterback. Can obviously run. Um, so I think, I think that Washington needs to give him a chance next season. Uh, he ran for 46 yards and a touchdown threw for 300 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, after they dropped Haskins, who knows what's going to happen with Alex Smith. How old is that? They need to get him back. He's old. He was Aaron Rodgers draft, right? Think about this. Think about this. Tyler Haneke, Haneke is 20, he's 27 years old. So he's not like he's not like their bright future. Like he's like old for an NFL quarterback. It's not like this is his first rodeo. So for anybody who's confused about that, he he's been kind of in and around the league. Um, he was on the Vikings practice squad, and he actually got angry and kicked a glass door like five years ago, and it like shattered all over his leg. Um, he got released by the Vikings. <laughs> he was a, he was a backup in the XFL last year. So that's a little bit of his history. Um, came on to the Washington uh, practice squad and we all know where he is today. So that's just something to think about. I think his age is definitely a problem. I don't think he's a long-term solution. You know, you got to look forward. You have a generational talent and chase young, had a great rookie season, 23 QB pressures and seven and a half sacks on the season. Um, and he's also shown he can be a great leader too. So in my opinion, you gotta, 
I think you ought to do more than uh, Heineke to build around Chase Young and make a successful franchise. Really quickly, before we move on, I have a point about Heineke as well. I think he... I think he could be possibly the next like Nick Foles or like one of those really good backups that kind of finds their way across the league, like backing up teams that need a backup quarterback. He kind of like, obviously I don't think he has like the duration and like the consistency to become a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we've only seen one game, but I mean, the the Redskins, two two games, sorry, two games, sorry, not the Redskins, the football team, the football team, I believe, needs to find their next quarterback in the draft and possibly use Heineke next season or Alex Smith next season to be the bridge quarterback for that guy. I don't know what pick they whoa, have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Heineke is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But you're talking about Heineke or Alex Smith as a bridge quarterback? That's mm. not even a question. That That's like the first... Bro. That is the easiest decision to make in the NFL. Like, yeah, well, well, yeah, well, I'm saying they just need to find the next quarterback in the draft this year. This, this draft class, like this quarterback draft class is, is, is very deep. They could find a very good quarterback. He's he's got a few years left in him. And I think that he's proven himself in these past two games that he's good enough to be an NFL starter. So I, I'm not saying that he's the future, I'm just saying that next season, I think that they should give him a chance after what he just did and see what happens. I agree. And then you take, and then I think, I think time is of the essence here, especially with Chase Young. You got to build around this defense while everybody's still young. So I'm taking, I'm letting Heineke walk. If he wants to stay on and take a little bit of money to play back up, obviously I'm completely fine with that. But like Chenny said, I'm taking a quarterback in the draft. I'm playing Alex Smith next season and having that quarterback learn behind one of the best. They have the 19th pick though. It's kind of low. Oh, that's well, good for quarterbacks though. That's good for quarterbacks. Cause picks, five good quarterbacks. Picks, like, picks like 13 through three don't need a quarterback. I think I saw something where 13 through three, they don't need a quarterback. Yeah. Obviously, they can take a quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. So that would mean you're probably in the range to take, Mac like, Jordan. you're probably at the range to take, potentially, potentially, if they slip, the, uh, what's his name? The kid, the, uh, I think it's like the Division One a kid. I'm not quite sure of his name. They probably won't get Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will probably be around. But, like, like you said, Mac, Mac Jones might be there. He might be a reach at that spot, though. Him or Trask oh, Trey would probably Lance. be the quarterback. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. That's the kid they could potentially get at that spot, I think. Is that like the Oregon, the Oregon kid? North Dakota State. North Dakota State. North Dakota State. He's, uh, a lot of like analysts I've been reading up on him, a lot of analysts are comparing him to Andrew Luck, like that type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that would be a good pick for them. But I thought that was Trevor Lawrence. They've been comparing Trevor Lawrence to Andrew Law. Trevor Lawrence is his own. He's not even compared to anybody. He's his own. People compare to him. I heard some. Uh, we're talking about quarterback yeah. comparisons. We can talk about the national championship game in a, in a in a minute. But I heard a comparison of uh, what's his name, Justin Fields and Kyler Murray. Do we have any? Do we have any thoughts about that? We have different frames. Justin feels bigger. I think. I think. Justin, I actually like more of a Cam Newton. More of a Cam yeah. Newton. I do think that. I like that comparison. 
Yeah. I think that they will have similar. I, I do actually Cam Newton's a good. I think they'll actually have similar NFL careers. I'm going to be, I'm going to put it out there right now. I think, I think they will both will have, it's very early to tell, obviously, but just a prediction. Prediction. Justin yeah, Fields right, will exactly. have the same, will have the same sort of path as Cam Newton in the NFL. An MVP? He's going to get an MVP and then boss? Possibly, but never win a championship. So you think he's going to be good, but never win a championship? Is what I, think he's, I think he's going to have a peak about two year, two or three years, and then he's going to, and then something will happen. I'll fall he'll be, he'll be Is he going to fumble the ball and not jump on it too? Or was that just Cam Newton? Quite possibly. You never know. You never know. Justin's got a heart. He would always jump on that. Let's let's hope because sometimes being taken high in the draft changes you. So no, I don't think it's going to change him, bro. He was playing in the national championship game with like a severely bruised hip and like rib problems. You know, he risked his health and safety. Uh, Jalen, no, no, no. Jalen Waddle risked his health and safety. Well, That's we can get into that. We can get into that in your college football playoff segment. Um, that little recap. But really quickly, we just got to touch on the. On the Colts and the Bills game and the Steelers Browns game. So let's start with the Colts Bills. Aiden. Lost my mortal. Terrible. Lost your mortal. There's so many, so many plays that I want to see back. And there were so many calls, replay reviews. It was it just it just didn't feel like it wanted to cover for me. So I, I knew it was gonna have a bad end. I wonder if any of our fans out there had a parlay on the Bills game. If they did, that would have been Wow, that would have that would have been terrible for them. Yeah, that must have been really hard for any fans going through. Especially if it was, it was probably going to be a high value too. I know the odds are pretty pretty good on that one. So uh, yeah. All right, so you guys. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was a it was a good game for sure. It was one of the better wild card weekend games. Um. Philip Rivers played all right. You know, that was just kind of a disappointing game for the Colts. And I feel like the Colts kind of could have gone far in the playoffs as a sleeper team had they won this game. I don't know. They're definitely not a bad team. They've got a ton of potential. Um, and I think they're another team where you got to look at a – I don't really know what their quarterback situation is, but they've got – now they're out of the playoffs. They have Philip Rivers um, as a perfect bridge quarterback. And I don't know if they – plan on keeping Jacoby Brissett, who I actually thought was like, he was decent two years ago when he was starting, you know, he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad either. So I don't see a problem with that. I know he's been coming on for like on the one yard line, QB sneaks and whatnot, kind of like Jalen Hurts was doing at the beginning of the season for the Eagles. Um, so it's definitely, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, Brissett, Rivers, and potentially a quarterback in the draft. But they I thought it was a good it. game all around. Yeah, I think um, it, we have to wait and see what Philip Rivers does. And then that kind of determines where the Colts want to move in the future because they have a good defense. They have two oh, great good defense. young running backs. Jonathan Taylor, great defense. And but I think the big question mark, the big question mark for them is the quarterback. So we just have to kind of wait and see what Philip Rivers does if he retires, and then see if they want to take a quarterback in the draft or if they believe in Jacoby Brissett. Josh Allen played a good game too. Um, we saw him connect with Stephon Diggs a couple of times. Diggs had a great catch. 
Um, but yeah, all around it was just a good game. Kenny, Aiden, anything to add before we move on? Um, disappointing they didn't cover, but I think the Bills can make a little bit of a run. Maybe they can surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like the Bills. I think they. I think they could make some noise in this playoffs, but we'll see. All right. Um. Last but not least, we've got the Steelers Browns game. Brutal for Steelers fans. My gosh, twenty-eight nothing at the end of the first quarter. That was a tough. That was a tough one. Chenny, you want to you want to share some before really quickly? That's been a trend of yours. What liking Baker Mayfield and the Browns? No, nah, I was talking about hating Juju. Oh, yeah. I mean. I think the Steelers were talking. They're talking a little bit before the game. I think the Browns kind of came out and put them in their place. I guess. I mean, the Steelers haven't been playing well for like what, like five weeks now. Is that am I right? Been saying like five weeks. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. The Browns probably felt disrespected that everyone was compa- like saying they couldn't beat the Steelers because they almost lost to their second stringers last week. I mean, they did. But they just beat their first triggers by how much? So that's all I'm saying. I think I think it was a mistake they didn't play their first their first guys. They weren't like so. So should the Steelers have played Mason Rudolph? No, I think I think they should have played. I think they should have played Big Ben. I think they would much rather play the Colts than the Browns in the first round of the playoffs. I was talking about the Colts. I was making a joke. Obviously, Ben Roethlisberger's. I think no. no. I think should have played. Oh no, I'm being honest. I think they should have. I think they should have tried to win that last game of the season. Wasn't already. No, game. I think they did the right move. So many NFL teams do this. It's just so happened that the Browns decided to play insane and the Steelers played terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The playoffs. If the Steelers win, we're not having this conversation at all. That's easy so, to say in retrospect, Johnny. But I don't yeah, know. I, I think. But I don't know. I think about you the should. Board, we're talking about the quarterback situation. I think, I think this is time for. I think Big Ben's time is over. The Steelers have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. And I'm not going to say they have a great, like, young receiving core, but they have a good young receiving core. Yeah, their veteran is Juju. Um, they, they definitely Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool, who's a future star. They got to get rid of the drops, though. They got to. So, oh yeah. No, yeah. the Steelers need to establish a run game. Oh run. my god, it's brutal. But I'm gonna talk about that. I think I think that Big Ben's time's up though. I, I agree. I've seen a bigger drop off in any running back than James Conner from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Fantasy really quickly and give you the exact numbers, but I know he started the season with like 500 yard games single handedly and a touchdown in most of them, um, I believe. And bro, like, they had nothing, they had absolutely nothing, no runs. Very, I know he threw for four interceptions, but he threw for 500 yards and four touchdowns, and it was still a blowout. I just don't understand, like, like they. Like you were just saying, it they don't have a running game at all. Like they don't. I guess they don't trust anyone in that backfield, whoever it is, to run the ball. Like how many? Like I think Connor had like eleven touches, and Benny Snell had maybe like three. So in a full game of football, they ran four, like fourteen running plays, and that's it. 
I don't even know if that's, that was the biggest mistake. They had middle linebackers covering Jarvis Landry and, sl- and other slot receivers. Like, how do you expect them to cover? Like, it's their game plan just that confused me. No, they had an yeah. awful game plan. I don't know. I, I just Tomlin. I don't. Coach, and their coach was there. Yeah, I think I think they just didn't prepare well for that game at all. They ran just like Clemson. They ran the wrong game plan during practice that week. I think they're probably thinking ahead of next week and maybe weren't too worried about the Browns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But drop what you want to move on to the college football finals. Please, Any, please. I'd like, I'd like to talk about it. <laughs> so my thoughts on the game last night, I, I, I mean, this just goes to prove, I, I know Graham's done trying to make an argument for it in a minute, which I mean, there's, I don't know. I, it's, I think this is the greatest offense that we've seen in a very, very long time in college football. It is un like unreal. Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith. I said this last night on Twitter. Devontae Smith is the <laughs> the greatest wide receiver in college football history. We can argue that. I mean, I think the only wide receivers that are like up there to argue is Randy Moss and like. Uh, the other guy that won the Heisman. What's his name? Howard? Desmond Howard. Desmond, Desmond Howard. Howard. Yeah. But like, I like, he's just, like, he's just so good. He's so fast and he's just so like fluid with the ball. And like, I mean, you can like, you can say like you could test his durability like in the NFL because he's like a skinnier guy. But like, I just think with his elusiveness and like, if you get him in the, the open field, like he's just going to be like on, like he's going to be unstoppable. I but. I hope I hope he's as good as um in the NFL as he was in college. I just I'm I'm scared about his frame, but like people mm-hmm. have been saying that since he was in high school and obviously dominated in the best conference of football, the college football. So um, I hope he will translate. And he's he's right now projected to the Eagles, which would be great for them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think his game will hopefully translate and he'll do, he'll do some good things in the NFL. But like other pointers on the game as well, how do you not cover him? Nah. Like yeah. there like there were times on the sc- there were times on the screen, like watching last night, where I didn't see a white shirt anywhere near Devontae Smith. I think I think it was his second touchdown. That was a beautiful design play by Stark. But like the one where Devontae Smith kind of he optioned towards the quarterback and then optioned to back out. That is a beautiful they design. Ran play. that play so many times. Like I remember at least like four or five times them running that play. That's a very good like Texas Stark got the head coaching job at Texas. So I I mean I think Texas is automatically a contender just for their offensive power, especially especially if Sam Etler goes back there next year. Is he, is he going back? Do we know? There's a possibility he does. I'm not exactly sure. I I think he should because this quarterback draft is already deep enough where I don't really see him getting picked in like like the first like majority of the draft. So like I think he should stay one year and try to make a name for himself. Like what even bigger name. I don't know. That's a good he, question. Was he a senior? Junior, senior. But I think they're giving eligibility oh, back right, to some right. players. I, yeah, I think that's yeah. a I'm not sh- exactly sure, but yeah. back to Alabama though. But like yeah. I don't I don't see how Ohio State like I don't see how you don't cover like like what are you doing? Like he's the great he's I, the best player in, in college football. I have two things on this game. So first I think that the whole thing about Smith being open so much, I think it's part we have to give respect to him because he's so fast and quick 
um, that he can get open. I think that's part of the problem, but there was one play where he just ran. He didn't even run a route. He just ran down the field and they had a linebacker covering him and no linebacker is going to be able to cover him. So I think that Ohio State's game plan obviously was off a little bit, but at the same time, you have to give respect to him because he does, he gets himself open a lot. Well, if you're Ohio State, um, I, I see how their game plan struggles because you have to guard Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, worry about Mac Jones. Like, you kind of have to take out, like, at least, I don't know, that, that'd be super hard to game plan for me. So, yeah. Obviously, it didn't go too well, but what can you expect, honestly? Like, that's, that's all college football offense I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just want to yeah. really well, quickly too. Actually, no, Graham, you can go. You can go. I'll make my point after. Well, I was gonna argue against them being the greatest uh, offense that we've ever seen. All right. So, so quickly, before you do that, I just want to make a point about the game. I think Trey Sermon getting knocked out of the game early was pretty big for that Ohio State offense. I mean, they did put up, they did put up a lot of points. They're not taking anything away from the offense. They put up a lot of points against Alabama, which is which is very, very good. I think only Florida put up like, I mean, Florida put up a lot of points against them, but I think they were the only like close, like they were like the closest team to that number, which is unreal. Cause Clemson, Clemson did nothing against them last week. So, but just another point, I mean, Trey Sermon getting knocked out early in the game. That was, that was big for their running game, but next season, next season, master Teague, the third is a player to watch. He, was he is good. a player to watch. He's a sophomore. So he'll be back. He's going to be like, I, I, I love the way he runs. So we'll see about him next year, but. All right, Graham, who's your better offensive yeah. All right. So the big thing that I've heard a lot of people talking about is Alabama, great offense is Devontae Smith, this Mac Jones, this Najee Harris, this, but the 2019 LSU national champions are the best offense. In my opinion, Clyde Edwards, Alaire running back, Joe Burrow, quarterback, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase out wide. Obviously, I think Devontae Smith is um, the greatest single college football player I've ever seen. But as a team as a whole, I think they're better. Um, I got some numbers for you. I I did some a little bit of research. Um, so LSU had uh, more, almost one more touchdown a game. Than Bama in the passing game, uh, 40 more yards in them, and point they threw a little bit more, so they had 0.3 less yards per play. In the run game, they had less than 20 yards. They they ran two less times a game, but they had the same uh, yards per game, but a little less touchdowns. And overall, they had the exact same yards per play with. LSU having more yards. So based off the numbers, LSU was a more high-powered offense because they had more yards per game with the same yards per play. And I think that just watching those teams play, like Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow is just on a new level. Like Matt Jones is a great quarterback, but I think Joe Burrow is just on a new level from him. So based off the numbers and based off that, that quarterback situation, even though Devontae Smith was amazing, I still think they're the, they're the best offense we've ever seen. 
Love my that. question, my question is: as You take? Are you taking uh, Hilaire, Hilaire over Najee Harris? Ooh. I mean, I feel like you can't. I feel like you just can't. Alaire's a little more um, like they're different backs a, for sure. Less less of a power back. I mean, Najee Harris can get out in the pass game, and like, but it, it kind of honestly depends. They're very comparable. It kind of depends on what style of offense you're going for. So like because Najee Harris is a little more power. Rob's your running back. I feel like Alabama wins two out of the three. So I, I feel like you, they're. They have more talent, but I don't know. They, I think it's definitely arguable. I, I wasn't even thinking about their. Do you think what running back would you compare Najee Harris to in the NFL? I feel like more like an Aaron. Does Aaron Jones catch the ball out of the backfield? Because because Najee know. Harris, Najee Harris is like a, exactly. He's a dual threat back. You can keep him out on the field in any down situation. Like he, like obviously, like if he gets out wide too, like on the like passing game, like we saw yesterday, he can make something happen with his feet. He kind of hurled that guy to get the, I think it was the like second touchdown of the game. I like that comparison. I mean, like, I mean Aaron, I think they have similar, like some like body types too. Mm. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see, but I think, I think that's kind of a sort of a, a little sort of a comparable, but. I mean, they're both extremely talented teams, and I think you can make the argument that um, Bama has better, like skill, better wide receivers. I think just because Devontae Smith is that good, but like the quarterback position, I think Joe Burrow is just so much better than Mac Jones. And if you look at the numbers, I think LSU takes it by a little bit, and that's why I think they're slightly better. But it's very, very close. So, mm-hmm. I think I also think Alabama is a little, a little bit deeper. To be honest, I think that's, that's a big true. thing too. Oh, they think, have. I think LSU is definitely better than Alabama. Or no, no, no. Alabama is better than LSU. I'm sorry. I. I don't know. I have, think, you been, have you have, have you been thinking about it the entire time? That's why you haven't said much. Yeah, I had to, bro. It's a hike from it's a hike from where I'm at to the dining hall. I'll just say that. But if we're comparing this year's Alabama offense to last year's LSU, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Team in general. Um, I mean, LSU definitely had a better defense, but I think Alabama's offense is enough to. I don't know. I mean, Alabama's defense didn't really play, like, great in the national championship game, especially in the first half. They were all right in the second half. They were pretty good. Obviously, way above average. But, like, as far as, like, as far as it goes for, like, a traditional Alabama team, usually, like, there's, like, a couple of studs on the D-line at least. They lost a ton of uh, a ton of guys last year, and they weren't really the same defense that they have been, but their offense more than um, – kind of balance that out so i don't know just a, a quick point about alabama's defense i like to bring up to just some guys to watch for the draft this year christian baymore the defensive tackle i he he was legit last night and his draft stock went up so much after i think he had he had one sack but he had five tackles as well and he had two tackles for losses on, out of the running back and the running game so he's really good and then the guy that and then Brian Branch, the linebacker, he's good as well. But like Jordan Battle too. I mean, he got the he got the the targeting call. Him and Sertan in the in the secondary, they're both like to watch too. Sertan's supposed to be the first cornerback off the board in the draft this year. So, and you didn't really hear much of uh, what's their wide receiver? Oh, oh, 
OSU's wide receiver. I forget his name. Actually, oh, I know. Um, it's Olave. it's Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Olave. I mean, he had eight receptions for sixty yards. That's pretty good. But I mean, you didn't really hear much of him last night. I think the the story about OSU's offense is was I mean Justin Fields, Master Teague, and then the tight end there, Ruckert. I like I like how he plays. So, but. I think we're I think we're gonna move on. Ready to move on to college basketball. Oh. All right. Um, so update on the rankings. We got three teams in, three teams out. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan State, and Florida State are all dropping the rankings this week with Ohio State and Louisville back in. And new top 25 team, UConn, uh, coming in at number 25. Um, Clemson, Clemson jumped up seven spots to number 12 in the rankings and Minnesota had the biggest drop in the rankings down seven to number 23 in the country. Um, so that's a quick update on the rankings. I want to highlight some notable games. So Texas beat West Virginia on a buzzer beater. Uh, that was, that was a great game. Uh, Texas really proved themselves uh, as that huge win against Kansas, then they turn around and beat West Virginia like that. Um, so now West Virginia loses right after my mortal. Texas on a different level in Oklahoma State. But um, Kansas, Kansas almost got upset by Oklahoma. Iowa beat Minnesota after Minnesota beat them the last time they played, and Maryland upset Illinois by three. Um, that few games to look forward to. Wisconsin plays undefeated Michigan. That's going to be the best team Michigan's played all year. So um, I'm really going to be watching that game to to see if uh, Michigan can stay undefeated. Baylor plays West Virginia. Baylor. Who, yeah, who, oh, did it actually? Look at the. Oh, that's unfortunate. I was I was looking forward to that game. Baylor's won every Baylor game. Finally, lose. Finally, Baylor's won every game this year by double digits. So that, that could have changed. Um, Best team in the country, right, Graham? Terrible. Yep. The worst take so far. Texas Tech plays um, Texas. I, I really want to watch that game because if Texas Tech can keep it close, it will really prove something to me. I've been hating on Texas Tech all year, and then finally, you have been hating Iowa. on Texas Tech all year. Yeah. So if if they can do something well in that game, it will prove something to me. And then finally, Iowa plays Michigan State. I think that's a huge game for Michigan State because they've been kind of in and out of the rankings, pretty inconsistent. Um, so if they can pull off a win against Iowa like that, um, that, that would be huge for them. Uh, um, so that's all I, all I got. So we can move on to a uh, new new segment that we uh, like start doing called buying and selling. So we're gonna read out a few teams. And I got uh, the teams right here. Biggs and I will say we're buying the team, selling the team, and why. So fun. All segment. right. So for buying and selling, really quickly. We'll start. Are we gonna are you gonna do a description of why or, like a quick description of why yeah. you're buying or selling? Yeah, or are you just, just gonna like, do just like a quick? Just like a quick. Yeah. Right. So 
First one's Michigan. All right, um, I'll, I'll start us off. Um, I'm, I'm buying Michigan here, undefeated, 10-0, um, with a 25-point blowout over um, top 25 team, Minnesota. Um, their big man, Hunter Dickinson, uh, scored 28 in this game, um, and it actually led to his fifth um, Big Ten Freshman of the Week award like just this season. So I love their seven footers. They've got a great offense. They've, they've won some big games this season um, and they are undefeated. So I'm buying them here. I am selling Michigan only because I'm not saying that they're bad. I just think that there's some losses coming in their future and they, they might drop down a little bit in the rankings. That's only why I'm selling them, but not, they're not going to drop by much, but I think they'll drop a little just with their tough schedule coming up. All right, back to Graham, Wisconsin, the Badgers. I, I am buying Wisconsin. They're, um, they're one of two teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one, one of two teams, the other team being Baylor, that have that are top 10 in offensive and defensive efficiency in the entire country. So I'm buying Wisconsin. Clemson. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'll go here. I'm actually selling Wisconsin. Um, they're playing Michigan coming up, and um, I've got Michigan pulling that game out. They're favored by 3.5. I know that because while we're talking about it, I'll just let you guys know that's going to be my mortal. I've got Michigan beating Wisconsin. I want I want things to get interesting here, and I've got you're making your mortal lock a top two top ten teams playing each other in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. It's bold. That's a trap. It's a trap. We'll see. Um, but I guess I guess I'm just gonna stick with my Michigan mortal trend, and I'm definitely selling Wisconsin on this one. Clemson. Ooh. Eggs. Oh, this is easy. No, no, oh, never mean, mind. This never easy. mind. Clemson just moved up seven spots um, in the AP top twenty-five poll. Um, they're up to number twelve right now, and they lead all ACC teams. Um, they're nine and one overall, three and one in ACC play, and they beat NC State seventy-four seventy last week. So um, they're definitely on the come up. Um, they had away games at UNC and Syracuse postponed recently um, because of COVID. So we we haven't got a chance to see them play as much as we'd like to. We all know they beat Syracuse. Um, Right in. Big game for us at UNC, baby. But but they are they're gonna play they're playing um Saturday at home versus number eighteen Virginia. So that'll definitely be a game to watch. And this is the first time they're the highest ranked ACC team in the poll. Um, number twelve, like I said, since the nineteen nineties. So it's been a minute for them. But I'm high on Clemson and I'm buying them. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing I'm buying, you're buying. I'm buying Clemson. I love Clemson. Um, number one, <laughs> I, Jenny, I know you love your advanced analytics and number one defensive efficiency in the country. They got to bring, they got to get the offense going a little bit more and they can be uh, legit title contenders this year, I think. Just with that, that defense is so good. So I'm buying. Aiden's like, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. <laughs> How is there's it not Gonzaga? Like, there's, there's no acceptable answer besides. Aiden, did you know that? Did you know that <laughs> Baylor is? I said this a little bit ago, but Baylor is one of two teams in the country that is top 
they're actually the only team that's top five in offensive and defensive efficiency. You know, Gonzaga's just not going to lose this whole year. All right. Yeah, so we have play, three. They play light schedule, <laughs> light conference schedule. So really quickly, let's 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 move to the next three teams. I'm gonna. Ooh, what about this? I'm gonna name all three of the teams. You can pick one that you're buying the highest and one you're selling the lowest. All right. How about that? All right. Illinois, UVA, and UConn. Bigs. Who you who you who you buying the highest on out of those teams? Um. Mm, I'm I'm buying UConn here. Um, they just snuck into the top 25. Um, their only loss of the season came against Creighton, and they're number eight in the country right now. Um, for those of you who haven't seen, so Creighton's a legit team. Um, they have multiple wins over uh, Marquette, Butler, and USC so far, and. Um, <laughs> We all forget they won March Madness at the number seven seed uh, back in 2014. So they're definitely a little bit slapped on um, as, a, as a university as a whole. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm super high on uh, UConn right now. So I'm buying them. Graham, um, who are you buying? My biggest buy is UConn. I think Illinois is just going to kind of stay where they're at. Like Big said, their only loss is Korean. James Booknight has proven himself as a legit scorer. So, yeah, I'm buying them the highest. All right. We'll go back and to then, Graham here. Who are you, who are you selling the lowest? Who, who, who are you UVA, just... UVA. UVA. Their offense is just... Their offense is non-existent. They're 213th in the country in points scored. 213th. Their defense is not as good as they've been in past years. So they don't really have that to carry them through. And their offense is just non-existent. So I'm selling them hard. Aiden, I, I saw a, a face you made there. Why, 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 why aren't you selling? Um, I mean, I think I would probably, I, I wouldn't sell. I'd probably bargain for UVA, but <laughs> maybe make a little trade. But I think they're just, it's too early to count them out and sell them all together. Their defense is obviously going to be good no matter what. Um, their offense does struggle, but I feel like their their defense does outweigh that, and then I think they can be all right. But definitely, and they're also defending national champions. Yeah, too, so. Definitely worse than past years. I will give Graham that, but I don't think they're a sell. They're they're more of a, a distribution. I never right. I never handed off my my sell. Um, of course, I'm gonna I was gonna go right to you now. So who who are you selling? Who are you selling? Um, thanks, Chani. I'm selling Illinois. They just lost. What? 50 70 to Michigan. Tough game there. Um, they've fallen off a little bit in the loaded Big Ten. Um, there's not a whole lot to say here. They're still a great team, but I'm selling them. <laughs> um, wow. I don't know how you can sell Illinois. They're, they're one of the best offensive offenses in the country. Like they, they had a bad loss to um they had two bad losses and other than that they've barely lost to Rutgers and lost to Baylor, you know, the best team in the country. So um they're they're in the they're playing one of the hardest schedules in the country. So I really don't know how you can sell them. But my take. All right. We'll we'll move on here really quickly. Let's let's touch on some NBA. Just some eight, eight in points on the NBA. 
real quick. Um, so the NBA, we're seeing a lot of cancelings because of COVID. You can see it with the Sixers, played with like seven or eight guys on the roster, but seven active. Um, and with more teams and more teams, but I'm, I'm kind of talking about the NBA as a whole. Um, I think it's a lot more competitive this year. And I actually, I've been watching more NBA games than college basketball games, to be honest. Um, like you see the Suns pulling out uh, or losing to like team, like they've been the Pacers with a close game last night. And then you see um, just so many upsets that you really don't think of. Like Washington, um, two and eight, goes out and blows out um, the team last night. So anyway, that's just some a little take that I think the NBA is a lot more competitive this year. And now that the super, the super team like kind of era is, I guess, behind us there's more like crazy duos um in the nba so i just think it's a lot more entertaining to watch and i've been i've been liking it um so what do you what do you boys think about um these covid things and um do you think the the, uh, nba should cancel games or just have teams playing with maybe eight nine players on the on the active roster i have two things you want to go first thing is um kind of like what you said first i'll talk i'll touch on like the competitive thing that you're talking about i think that these whole like um roster changes due to covid protocols and everything have made it more competitive and kind of unpredictable um so that should be interesting to see how it moves on but also um I'm not really worried about this, to be honest. Um, like I, Adam Silver, in my opinion, is the best commissioner in sports. You were, they they figured it out to get um, to get the playoffs done this year. Um, I feel like they're off to a rough start with all these cancellations. But uh, I believe in that, um, Adam Silver to turn it around. I'm not really sure what the right step is. I'm not like an expert. But um, I trust him to, to figure it out and turn it around. Well, NFL game canceled all season. Well, they had to, they had to move a few NFL games. I mean, yeah, but like to protect protect the stars like Lamar. But <laughs> all right, uh, a quick point for me is I know this has been tossed around a little bit that they postponed the NBA for like about a week. I know that's been a possibility thrown around. It would certainly help my fantasy basketball team, but I mean, uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think you could possibly do it. I don't know. I mean, I think most of the cases or most like, I mean, this might be a conspiracy theory, but most of the cases that we've seen have kind of come from Florida. That's when the salt, the Celtics went down there and that's when Tatum got it. And we see the heat for anybody big issue right now. Kenny made some GM some GM moves on his fantasy basketball team. And I think it's safe to say he's no longer in consideration for losing the league. But it's also safe to say he's most definitely not coming in top three either. So no, I will I will not be winning this league, but I will also make sure I don't come in dead last. So you better be praying because I don't know. Your squad's still not looking too hot. Really? Really? Because I think you're down like in the cumulative of the past couple days, I think you've been down like nine points. No worries. Early in the season, my boys will be all right. Aiden went from a top three team to below average. You were at like 60 a couple, like a couple days ago. Now you're at 50 competing with bro, eighth I, with current. I keep forgetting to check it every night, but Brad Beal is a bunch of points, bro. What a guy. 
you also had uh, six out of your seven guys go last night, and you were in the negatives. Ooh, that's that's a t- that's a tough blow. I'll be honest. That's t- that's tough. Damn, it's all good. It's all good. I'm not worried. When John Kristaps get back, bro, we're gonna. So Chenny, Chenny or Aiden? Who do you think? Who do you think's got the better team, me or Graham? <laughs> I would have to check that. We'll we'll move on to the next. We'll move on to we'll move on to hot and cold, and I'll I'll pull up the rosters for both teams, and we can we can talk about that after hot and cold. All right. Um, I'll okay. start it off with the hot and cold. Um, I'm going. I'm going Alabama. Um, as as a focus point for this hot and cold, not the actual school itself, but after last night for my hot, I've got to go Javante Smith. Um, what a performance! Two fifteen and three tutties in the first half. He had in, he got injured um, and wasn't able to return to the game. But had he returned, I mean, they had no solution for him. Absolutely nothing. It like he would have broken some definitely like a ton of records. Um, I think he already did like just in the first half alone. Um, he was ridiculous. So he's going to be my hot. And then my cold is Alabama alum, Derek Henry. We talked about this already, but he had his subpar 18 carries for 40 yards performance. So he's a little bit icy out of the playoffs. His season's over. Graham, we'll move on to you. Uh, yeah. Going college basketball per usual. Uh, my hot is UCLA. They're undefeated in the Pac-12 on top. Uh, they were my preseason Pac-12 champions. Um, so they're making me look good so far. Uh, they've, been, they've been playing really well, being some good teams. So it's my hot and my cold is going to be Rutgers. They were my hot a few weeks back, but they, they slowed down. They've lost four of their last five two of them being at home. So, um, yeah, they, they, if they want to make a run at the Big Ten Championship, they're going to have to turn it around real quick. Um, before I get my picks, I'd like to sincerely apologize to Bradley Buell. Um, I had him out of my top 20, which is ridiculous. After I don't, I don't think I've watched a Wizards game in two years. I watched, like, probably back-to-back Wizards games, and that he is – he is so good. So he is my hot for this week. Um, what is it? He's like averaging 35 right now. And, and I'm like good buckets too. It's, it's crazy. All right. And then Mike, you know, he averaged like uh 33, 34 all yeah, last season. Yeah. You know it wasn't like, it wasn't, we were trying to say <laughs> that's was, yeah, buckets like that. Like he's just so smooth. Like it's all right. And then my cold is going to be the Sixers. I don't think it's by, not really by, how they're playing. They just have nobody. Max, he's putting up 40 a game. He's taking 35 shots. Joel was back yesterday, but um, they got, they got blown out by the Hawks. So, um, he's been in plays today. He's been hurting my team. He's been he hurting so. Like a bruised knee or something. I don't even know how that gets you out for two games. But yeah, swollen. Oh, well. I like the precautions. We need Simmons for the season. Yeah. All right. So, my my hot and cold, they're both no longer playing. So I don't really know if this, I mean, I don't know if it counts, but my hot's Nick Saban. <laughs> broke, last night broke the record for, for most national titles uh, oh. in the, in the AP, in the, like the AP era, the AP college football championship era. He's got six now. So one at LSU. I just meant to throw that out there too. He's, he's my hot, my cold. That would go to the Steelers running game. I know we talked about it earlier. 
But I mean, that's, that's, that's the obvious one to throw out there. James Conner, Benny Snell, and the entire backfield of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Mortal time. Really quickly before mortals, we'll, we'll put a poll up on the Instagram. I think we can do that. Who has the better fantasy basketball team? Let's just quickly run through Biggs's team. Simmons, McCollum, Durant, Davis, Aiton, Levine, Hayward, and then Graham's team, Van Vliet, Shy, James, Sabonis, Vukovic, Brooks, Hachimura, and then a notable on the bench, Kyrie. Big, Kyrie's in my starting line. Big this by far. I'm not going to lie to you. No, you kind of – you no, no, no. You read my team. This is, this is my team. Kyrie, Van Vliet, LeBron, Sabonis, Vucevic, Dylan Brooks, Shea, with Blake Griffin, Laurie Markkinen, and Alec Burks on the bench. You two probably have two of the best so teams in the better. league for sure, but Biggs has, Biggs has probably seven superstars on his roster single-handedly. I don't know how. <laughs> He's finessing these kids. I don't know anything. It's just – I just hate being in leagues with – oh, my God. It's fine. But Biggs – Biggs definitely is a better team in my opinion. If you think about it, though, like, all right, the Greenberg trade, like, well, that's questionable. That's questionable for sure. But the Randall and Wall for Levine and Wiggins was actually, like, a fair trade. Graham, you said I lost that trade, bro. What are you talking about? No, I didn't. I never <laughs> yeah, you said fat no, That's all right. That's all right. But Levine's putting up big numbers. Oh, sorry. All I know is football, football guru Eddie Gilligan has the best team in the league. That won't last in for my, long. In my opinion. His team is unreal. We move on to Mortals. Jenny, can you give us the records? Mortals. Records. So, just to get for, just to for a guest, guest pick, just so you know Eddie's pick, he's 1-0. So, he, he hit the Saints. But now we'll go to our picks. Uh, starting from the bottom up, I won. I am now... One in five. I've got out of the slump and looking yeah. to continue on my success. I'm point. I'm about a hundred on a, on a percentage. Then we have two and four. Will Biggs at about three hundred. Uh, then then Aiden and Graham both tied at three and three at five hundred. Was so, we need to step it up? This is supposed to be more locks, and we're losing records here. Losing yeah. records. Not good. Not good. I'll so, go um, first if we, if we want. I've lost yeah. two mortal locks to Big Ten basketball, so I'm I'm not doing Big Ten basketball for my mortals anymore. I have I some bad know. news. These cracked, so hopefully the powers are still still in there. But they the fake crack. rebounds did crack, so that's that's a little bit of a. Are they real? They are fake, indeed, from Amazon for probably twenty bucks. But they still have the mortal powers, and that's why. Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas minus three point five. Hammer it. Aiden, Aiden, that's what that's mine, bro. Hammer it. Hammer it. Oh wait. I have a question. Are we allowed to be betting against Kansas? That's okay. We wait. did that before. We did that before the national or hey, the Graham, look, at the, game. look at the records. Look at the records and our picks, bro. Right? Just, just, just a reflection. You see, it, the, Aiden, there's a reason we're both on top, bro. There's a reason we're both on top. Yeah, <laughs> boys, boys, stay tuned. I'm gonna have to pick a uh, pick a tennis yeah. match from the from the Australian Open next time for my mortal. That's the click dub for me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. NHL opens this week, baby. <laughs> NHL. I'm NHL, going NHL. I'm going NHL. I'm going the Philadelphia Flyers plus one and one and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how. Oh, the Pitt- oh, <laughs> wrong sport, buddy. 
Whoa. Did I say Pittsburgh? Oh, I meant the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> so we were just talking about how bad the Steelers were. So so I got the Flyers, Penguins. I don't know how the I don't know how the Penguins are favored in this game. But Philadelphia plus so one and a half. You're gonna take the line, whatever, whatever it is. Plus one and a half. It's one and a half. This is minus one twenty. I don't know what that means though. That that's so it's different for for hockey. I think I'm not exactly quite sure, but I think the spread for every game is one and a half because the, the NHL games are really close. So, moral of the story: Whoa, wait, Flyers wait. are going to win. Oh my god! Why would anybody do a mortal? Because like, if if you were like a really good team, all right. If the spread's always one and a half, like. If you were a really good team, like three two is still considered normal. Like even if you're playing a bad team, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's that's hard, why it's, it's why hard it's to hard. score goals in hockey. So every single time you bet for the winning team, they have to score. They have to win by two if you want to mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. I, I guess so. I, I'm I'm just taking the I'm just taking the Flyers. <laughs> I'm taking the, I'm taking the underdog Flyers. So. Too bad we can't just take the money on. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about hockey at a later date and how we want to do that, but I'm taking the Flyers. Thanks. Um, okay. I, this, really, this really pains me to say this, and I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little underprepared today. I didn't put a whole lot of thinking into this. Um, hopefully, it can take me out of my slump. I've lost three in a row now. Um. So I'm going with Michigan um, over uh, Wisconsin. Spreads three and a half. They're favored by three and a half. Like it. I really hope they can pull this out. I really do. Um, I'm I'm gonna just be watching this game with laser focus and intensity. So we'll see what happens. What's the spread? Three point five. Yeah. And then you, you guys, just to recap, are Kansas. Kansas minus three and a half. Hammer it. All right. Over over the runner up, a freshman of the year. Any, anyone got a anyone got an outro before we end this episode? Does Graham have anything to say before we end it? Oh, Kansas. Dude.